This episode of Dying Alone Together is brought to you exclusively by Satisfyer. truly leave your life no no that's no 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 no. oh you know what i'm thinking about it way too hard maybe (laughs) (laughs) sometimes uh so welcome back uh to dying alone together uh i'm jack tracy i'm jj bozeman and we thought we'd talk about uh especially in this you know post pandemic life which you know we film these in advance film uh record these in advance so uh hopefully when you're listening to this we're still in a post-pandemic life and we're not all locked away again for variants or anything but in a post-pandemic life i'm thinking about um or i've I've recently encountered uh people come resurfacing yep or coming out of the woodwork old flames returning uh do you have any experience with that specific to the pandemic no at all um early on and how do you handle when someone like returns with with intention of like rekindling flames or anything or with anything i can tell a story about that where mm-hmm. um we mentioned i think uh probably one of the earlier episodes how we're not gonna talk about people mm. that are still in our lives mm-hmm. and i am a very i don't like burning bridges and i like kind of um i don't know my I, way is lit the, the flame <laughs> of the bridges i've burned <laughs> I like they to light my way. keep people around. I don't know. Even if we're not in this, if the relationship changes, that's totally cool. And if we're not engaging with each other all the time, that's cool. But I did. Yeah, I've had people reach out after like a long time, especially during the pandemic, even too. someone that I hadn't talked to in a very long time. This story, um, I can hear myself getting ready to tell it. And it is a little bit funny and whatever. But I do. I like respect this person. They reached out to me to ask for like the closure conversation from something that happened four years ago, which was really appreciated, I think, uh, on both ends, actually. Hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it wasn't with like an intention of rekindling, but it did come out of the, the woodwork and was very left field. And was it was it like a traumatic ending or I I was uh, I can actually tell you how many years ago it was. I guess it was five years ago because I was 21 at the time and I did not end the relationship how I would maturely end it now. Of course. I mean, we all have Exactly. Those. Everyone was 21 once. And uh, not to say, oh. 21, 24, yeah. 29. Yeah, there's, there's. Right. Not giving. Make mistakes. If yeah. anyone is in their early 20s, it doesn't give you license to be a bad person. No. Um, but you will learn and grow, of course. I'll, we all will continue to. But yeah, I, um, I, I did something. I can talk about it too. I didn't. Yep. Specificity would be, would be nice at some point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So we had been going on a couple dates and I went back to his place, but I wasn't interested in having sex. And it, it got so far that, you know, we'd, we... This is the first time you haven't been relatable. <laughs> <laughs> we, would, we had made out a bit and stuff, but I think I was already putting him in a, a friend category mm-hmm. and like the sex uh, brain wasn't happening for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And um, he invited me over to his place after we had had dinner and I went over to his place naively thinking, oh, I can navigate this into being like a friendly moment or whatever. Or like, oh, he's not expecting sex bringing me over. And so I went over to his place and uh, like he's like, OK, just give me a moment. And he went to the restroom for a bit. And whenever he stepped to the restroom, I realized he was freshening up to kind of come back and for us to hook up. 
Oh, he took the uh, uh, pardon me while I douche. Yes, kind of. Mm-hmm. It, it was a little moment like that. And I was sitting on his bed realizing like, oh, I don't want to have sex with this person. Mm. And I'm this deep in. And he came <laughs> back and I, you know, I, I was 21. I was trying to like, well, it's definitely not right for me to have sex with a person when I don't want to. So yeah, my sure. avenue out was him coming back and just ripping the bandaid off. and like, hey, I don't want to have sex tonight. I actually like I'm almost like ready to wrap up and, you know, roll out. And I, I didn't, I don't want to, I think I, I just, I stumbled like I am right now. It was sure. just really awkward. And he's like, Oh, all right, well what? And he was just earnestly confused because we were just on completely different pages mm-hmm. in that, you know, uh, it wasn't like the last time we interacted before he reached back out to talk, but I, you know, I thought I was totally fine in the, the, the thing the whole time. And now that I've looked back on it, I'm like, okay, it's just a miscommunication two people being people. And, whatever, but because it was awkward and because we had a fun relationship and we were like really compatible conversationally and I enjoyed his company, it was really, it felt impactful. It felt like, oh, sh- I just ruined something or like. Wait a minute. This was the exit? This was like the last time? Yeah, it kind of, it put a sour taste. It was a little bit what? like, oh, that's so awkward. And How many times did you hang out before then? Like four. We hung out a couple times and even made out and stuff. And then I went back to his place and kind of dipped and it just was, you know, it wasn't my... Wait, 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 I, I think I have a completely different perspective on this. Oh, wait. Tell me. And so you went out four times and yeah. on the fourth time he was getting cleaned up for sex yeah. and you were realizing, oh, he wants to, and I don't want to. And so yeah. he came back and you said, I don't want to. Yeah. And then it was weird. And then it ended. And then he came back four years later for closure from that. Yeah. On top of like other things too. Cause, oh, well, the, here's the other thing is because, oh man, this is good. I will always like I've mentioned, I don't want to close doors on people. And so I was like, oh, we can be friends. I'd love to be friends. And then I did nothing to service that of what I said. Okay. And he actually was also commenting on that a little bit too. He was like, well, did you really want to be friends? I'm just wondering. And it, you know, whenever I got the text and stuff, it was out of the blue. And so I thought like, oh man, is this guy, maybe he's had a couple drinks tonight or something. Like it seems kind of out of nowhere, but uh, he's just a very introspective, curious person. And also like, doesn't mind kind of like diving into those conversations, I think. And I know it's, you know, it's not everybody. It's not everyone's cup of tea. I could have told him to fuck off and like, that's, you know, who cares? Like, I'm over it. Like, why are you obsessed with this or whatever? But, um. That's someone who, who was looking to see if you were so, you would be interested. That's what it was. He was, I think there was that situation. Yeah. Does not require closure. No. It was just four dates and you didn't want to have sex and you stopped seeing each other. There is nothing to close. Yeah, I I see that too, for sure. So if you're reaching out after four years, Mm -hmm. my my cynical brain says, Mm -hmm. was this recent? It was like a pandemic, early pandemic thing. Where he, right. Where he, so world is shutting also, down. Everyone's home. Everyone's, he was yes. going through his phone. Yes. Your number was still in there. I get he that. remembered you. Yeah. And he thought of an avenue to re-engage you in a potential conversation to see if maybe something could. I don't think this person had any interest in closure. If this person still felt the need for closure mm-hmm. after four years from something as low stakes as that. Sure. That's, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and I see that story. I it, guess being on the feels, inside of it, honestly, I, it feels manipulative. It feels oh. like a way to like, hey, oh, you know, I just never got closure from this. We should talk some more. It's like like a way to like bait you in a way a way that would get a response that a hey, how are you wouldn't get mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he's from so long ago. That's what it feels like to me. Sure, I kind of I don't know. I am a I was I'd call it like a sucker for like 
crazy transparency sort of like an emotional exhibitionist and the fact that those were the words that he used to kind of get my attention again mm. I give a lot of room to and I know that's like you know something to be cynical about I hear ya but um, yeah no earnestly and again like I said I hope the audience can hear the face I'm making <laughs> He uh, is still like a, a person that's talented and interesting and I liked being his friend, but I didn't put a lot of energy or whatever. And we we clarified how that's okay too. Like I'm not in the wrong for, for no. you know, you weren't for interested. anything. And we just kind of like found the same page. So now it's like it, it nothing changed afterwards. It's not like we became close friends or became check-in buddies like with a regularity or whatever. It was just like, what was that? I don't know. And okay, it might have just been a pandemic conversation where like, mm-hmm. I have not, I'm going to talk to someone I haven't talked to in a long time because yeah. there's nothing going on. And it could have been that simple too. Um, but also it just happened to be with someone who's who's friendly and interesting and maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to take away the idea that there is like motivation to kind of like rehash things sometimes or whatever uh, fr- from some stories. I don't know for sure if that's what this was though. Yeah. The the woodwork that I've been the coming out of the woodwork I've been experiencing is actually it's it's the people who disappeared over pandemic like like that I was either seeing or talking to at the beginning or like made some sort of like online connection that fizzled out during sure. that I think it's sort of like I think there are a lot of people I didn't do this but I think there were a lot of people whom now that things are opening up like literally like went through their phone or their dating apps or whatever and be like okay we're back like Mm -hmm. uh what happened to him what happened to him what happened to him what happened to him Mm -hmm. and they're like you know before before looking for new things seeing if they can like follow up on things that like disappeared and and normally Mm -hmm. outside of a global pandemic yeah i like to trust my instincts i have not always done that but my instincts are always we stopped talking for a reason. Oh, okay. And so every time that I have ignored those instincts and said to myself, well, I was a different person then, or mm-hmm. we were both different, this and that, and this and that, never goes well. Mm. Never, never, never has never gone well. And I quickly realized, oh, this person, this is why we don't connect, or this is why, or this is why there would be a relationship. Yeah. I have every single time that I have gone against my, you know, let things that have gone be gone. Every time, single time I've gone back to the well, it yeah. has gone poorly. Okay, and it, it it's made me wish that I hadn't touched it at all. Yeah, because it was like it it was a better ending or it was a better thing by just letting it go. Mm. Um, and that goes, and that's not just for relationships, but for like hookups. Like yeah. I stopped hooking up with this person like for a reason. That makes me think of something too. Mm. Um, this is like oh oh before before so yeah, I just yeah, want to like finish yeah, that, which yeah. is that. For, but now because of the pandemic, oh right, I that is like like all rules aside because mm-hmm. like we all phased out and and it was a weird year for everyone. Yeah. So I the fact that someone like we stopped talking or we you know whatever unless it was like a clear moment of closure. Mm-hmm. If they want to come back now and like check in, I unlike other times, I don't treat this as like I see what listen. You we all yes, totally. <laughs> it was a weird fucking year. Totally. So there's a there's a there's a grace period. I think for, so too. I think so yeah. too. Everyone's kind of like in their heads a lot probably about themselves and about the people that they interact with. Yeah. I don't hold how anyone anyone communicated with anyone over the last year against I, them because no. I think people dealt with what happened very differently. Yeah. Um, right. So I'm sorry, but I... Yeah, I, no worries. Something you said that kind of rang in my ears was about um, 
how you let things go and it's like that's the best of what it was like that's you know the best mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. right now would be for the ending to happen here i learned to kind of use that for whenever i am a uh, lovesick over somebody yes i romanticize the brevity of the moment that i had with them and that is sort of a kind of closure i think of like you know what maybe it would have uh or well playing hypotheticals is something you can get in trouble with because you can do it all day long about people you love sick over but um just remembering like oh you know i had a moment where i was really excited about someone as really nice so so it's funny because i i've literally just been working through this now i'm now in a phase where um I, the my, my body reacts to a bad breakup or any real, like a, a significant breakup yeah. with the like like I instinctively shut out any positive thoughts of the person mm. and like my body protects itself my mind protects itself by just like this is what they did to you this was how it happened this is that especially when it comes from trauma when it's right. not just like a normal breakup but when it's something bad happens just and what it does is it protects me from letting love sickness or that sort of thing like bring me back right which it risk. has in the past right, you'll i have in. gotten back together with people that i shouldn't have yeah several times so so it's a it's a defense mechanism that does that and then what happens is once i'm sort of out of it and mm-hmm. free and reestablished, all of the good stuff starts to come back <laughs> and you start remembering like well it wasn't you know it obviously wasn't all terrible right and i've been in this phase lately of like positive things about the the recent ex surfacing a lot and yeah. like remembering a lot of things and to your point which is why it made me think of this is what i used to think like oh no that's where you know this was these great things or this way that i felt mm-hmm. was within the context of this relationship and i'll never have it again or mm. like that's where it lived and now i think of it as it showed me that this is possible. Oh, yeah. And the possibility is elsewhere as well. Yeah. I can do this. I've done it once, so I can do it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, you know, I don't know. I've, uh, it's, heartbreak is, in love sickness. it's so funny because it's so specific. Like, you just want this one exact story whenever you're mm-hmm. broken up about stuff. And I think, I don't know, acknowledging that moments are their own, and that the future also has so much potential. It's hard, and it just takes that process, I think, though. Yeah, and it takes you going through it a couple times when you're like, well, we've been here before. Yeah. Like, and it's, would I ever would have thought that X, Y, and Z yeah. happened after that? No. Right. Life has been strange. Yeah, totally. Um, speaking of strange, uh, we're going to take a break and explore the extremely strange world of the dating apps. JJ, have you ever had a sexual encounter with someone who is not physically in the room with you? I mean, is it the 21st century? I I think it's the 21st century, though I'm always kind of confused with that about like, okay, it's 2021. Yes, it is the 21st century. Exactly. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's the 21st century. Yes, so of course there are plenty of devices that allow you to give and receive pleasure, Mm -hmm. um, sexual wellness devices, in fact, that uh, you can share with a partner even when you're away from each other. What? No way. Is that something you would like to procure for yourself in order to enhance your sexual encounters? I think everyone could gain something from that. Yes. And do you know anybody who sells sexual wellness products that uh, that connect to an app that allow for such adventures? You know what? Now that you mention it, Satisfier can Satisfier. connect you today. Satisfier, who is the exclusive sponsor of this podcast, who we love. Yes. You need to go to their website, www.satisfier.com, S-A-T-I-S-F. 
Y-E-R.com is where you will find all sorts of app-enabled products that you can connect through the secure Bluetooth technology, strong bond, strong bond? Strong bond. Yes. I, I, I enjoy strong bonds, deep vibes, and uh, good times. <laughs> and you can have all of those with these Satisfyer products uh, by going to Satisfyer.com. And I think there is a discount code uh, for listeners. Do you know what that is, JJ? Could it possibly be DAT30? DAT, dying alone together, DAT30 at checkout for 30% off. There it is. That isn't too shy. 30% off is a good discount. I mean, you're welcome, guys. Yes. And so, ladies. and anyone else? All. Uh, uh, guys, gals, nems, and everything on the spectrum. Ken get a satisfier wellness product that that's they will right. enjoy. That's right. If you're looking for sexual wellness, you know exactly where to go. That's satisfierwithay.com. So we're going to take a little break from swiping today, and we're actually going to take a quiz because this came up on a previous episode about um, seduction styles. Now, I know about attachment styles. What are What's your experience with this with seduction styles? So I had a roommate one time who was reading a book that uh, is called The Art of Seduction. I wish I knew mm. who wrote it. I could have um, prepared, but I didn't. And... Um, I, I saw the title and I thought it looked like a pickup artist kind of thing, like mm-hmm. learning the tricks of the trade and how to like be interesting to people. But it's actually like a, a personality test that um, you can learn about the ways that you naturally incline uh, seduction or how you apparently there's also a psychology term for this. I um, don't know it, but the way that you learn to achieve um, validation as a child, oftentimes it's how you implement uh, seduction as an adult. And it's not just for sex or for romance. It's also how you win friends and how you um, do well at work and build relationships and stuff, like how you appeal to people. Hmm. And uh, it's, yeah, it's this full, it's a lo- thick book that you take this long test and then there's just pages and pages about, I think it's like 12 or 13 um, like archetypes of different seduction methods. And it'll tell you what you do and it'll also tell you what you'll respond to. And uh, <laughs> I, I dabbled with that a little bit and I found mine and it's called a, uh, a natural, I believe. And it gave you like a, a celebrity comparison. So you have like a little bit of a basis. Well, you know what? I'm finding that a lot of these are like fake. Like they're like, find oh. out what kind of seduce you are. And it's like nine questions because I'm previewing some of these just to make sure it's right. And yes. it's things like, do you, do you like to kiss on the first date or no? Oh it's my like, God. I don't think this is what it's... you're talking about. So how about we actually just look up the types Oh, yeah. And we talk about them. Yes. And then Art of Seduction Types. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to use the Wikipedia here. Yeah. Um, which one did you say you were? I believe it's the natural. Let's... Okay, the natural. So, many people consider childhood as the golden age because we have a sense of having lost that time of our lives. Oh, so who really wrote that? This is a lot. <laughs> the natural seducer. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna abbreviate this. The natural seducer is one who has somehow retained the childhood traits. They have an innocent quality about them, which makes them irresistible. Like a child, they are impish, vulnerable, and defenseless, open and spontaneous. They make their audience lower their guards because they appear so guileless and fresh. People are attracted to them because they represent a refreshing experience in contrast to the daily seriousness of adult life. Though the naturals present a childlike quality, they also bring the wisdom of adulthood and combine these two together to create an irresistible charm. Green uses Charlie Chaplin's example to personify the ideal of a natural. That sounds right to me for you. Yeah, and it's, let me tell you, finding that out and reading about it, it's, I mean, that the way that they wrote that is very flattering. Um, but it, it it's also kind of about open vulnerability and naivety. 
and uh, just kind of I'll tell people when I don't understand stuff and I won't hide that ever. And I um, also will get super vulnerable with people that I'm trying to like seduce. And I, I don't know if it feels like a, it feels like I'm testing them to see if they can hang. Like if I drop this very personal mm-hmm. thing on them, like are they really here to have deep conversations? Because that's what I'm interested in. But do you worry about trauma bonding? Yes, that it's the other thing is. Um, so trauma bonding is basically where you share something traumatic with someone or something very personal too early mm-hmm. and you bond over not not your sort of mutual interest in each other, but through compassion over the event. And mm-hmm. it sort of masks. Yes. You, you create a closeness where it might not otherwise exist. Because then, then I'm vulnerable to kind of just being nurtured by someone who cares about me in that compassionate way. But it's not, you know, it's not my only story. You know what I mean? And... Um, the other, okay, here's the other heady part about this is after you discover your own (laughs) seduction method and then you read about it, I have watched it happen in real time and clocked myself. And that feels really weird meta. It's, um, I feel manipulative almost where I was like, Oh, I'm doing that thing. I'm doing the thing. It's happening right now. I'm attracted to this person and I'm sharing something vulnerable or I, you know, am, am being naive and open. I don't know, whatever it is, but I've clocked it in real time and then felt super awkward about it and felt like I was being manipulative almost because I'm implementing this strategy, even though it's subconscious. And, um, what it's come to now is just, I have shared people shared with people that I'm attracted to what's going on in my head. I'm like, okay, by the way, I'm doing the thing from this book and I would just keep sharing and it just keeps coming out. And, um, yeah, that's that's how that goes, I guess, which it's like I want you to know where this is coming from. But it's still I'm doing it with that. Like even that is me yeah. showcasing my. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How meta. Yeah, it's really heady and weird. But um, yep, that's the thing. All right. So we're going to I've previewed and I think I can narrow myself down to two of these. But we're going to preview all the other ones for people and you can decide which ones you are. I'm going to be very brief about them. So the siren and and. Apologies, this article, it puts it all in perspective of these are women. Oh. Like, these are all archetypes for women. I don't, I didn't remember that from the book, but maybe this might it might be, be the, just the This Wikipedia. might be the author of the Wikipedia sure. page. So the siren is the kind of woman who represents adventure and change, um, develops persona and charm on the premise that a man is always looking for a variety of experiences, and she presents those experiences to him. Um... Her charm lies in an almost theatrical and sensually pleasing visual experience, which she creates through an elaborate attire and an air of seduction all around her. Mm. Feminine, coy, glamorous, regal, lives a life of leisure and comfort. Yeah. That's not me. That's Marilyn Monroe, I think, is usually the celebrity uh, example. Da, da, That's what I remember from oh, that he one. doesn't say in this one. Oh, okay. Well, I remember it was Marilyn Monroe. The Rake. The Rake is a... Ma- oh, yeah. Some of these are men and some of these are women. Oh, I wow. don't... I. I'm I'm going to abandon the gender norm. Yeah, side I think they probably just did that for you know. Right, the rake is the male seducer who catches the female fancy by incessantly pursuing her. So the, oh, so this is the this is um, uh, ardent devotion. Hmm. Um, he seems madly in love. The obsessive. Yeah, that's scary. That's not me. No. Uh, the ideal lover, as the name suggests, represents a fantasy lover who makes the beloved feel lofty and great. Uh, Casanova, um, Madame de Pompadour, to describe the ideal lover. Casanova is historically considered the most successful seducer. He made himself irresistible to women by giving them what seemed missing in their lives. Mm. Careful observation to determine a woman's needs and presented himself as the epitome of what she desired. Now, I 
consider myself a great lover, but it's not from the per- like I have never I've never thought like this person needs this yeah. and so I'm going to shape to become this thing that they're missing. Right. That's prioritizing so that's... your partner, which means if in order for me but to But it even... also feels manipulative. Yeah, but to, for me to even get there, I have to have all my ducks in a row first. So that seems like a conditional thing. So, but maybe not. Uh this is one where I think I, in my choices, this one kind of struck me a bit. The okay. dandy. Ooh. A dandy is the kind of seducer who offers the kind of forbidden freedom that most people can only dream but never hope to achieve. A dandy is essentially a radical who doesn't conform to tradition and often rely on insolence to attract the opposite sex. Well, wow. the opposite sex. Dandies can be both male and female. A male dandy is not an aggressive male seducer but rather a sophisticated and graceful one. A male dandy dresses with an almost feminine appeal and attention to detail. A woman dandy. See, it's all gendered. Yeah, I don't agree yeah. with all this gender that's shit. That's like the dated part where we don't even care anymore. Marlena Dietrich, Ru- Rudolph Valentino. Um, but I like that idea, though. Like, not playing by the rules and kind of like... Right. He had a masculine person. You know, Prince is yeah. a dandy. Oh, for sure. That's... So I, I, I'm definitely not in terms of like the gender fuck kind of thing that, that, that this, but I'm, I definitely see myself as sort of like, because I, I'm kind of a, a, what is the word? A a lone wolf. I'm sort of, I'm on the outside in that, in a way that I think when people get with me, it's sort of like, what is this lifestyle? Like he's a creative and he does all of this stuff and Mm -hmm. he doesn't do the normal things or go the normal places or have the normal sort of things. So I almost feel like in... Like a, an escape for for people. That is cool. Like a, yeah. So that's how why that. And then we that talked about the natural. I'm definitely not the. I think it's pronounced coquette. That's the seducer who leads a person on with without offering instant gratification. So this is the delayed satisfaction, coy, playing it. You I know. don't remember about mine, but I think coquettes are seductive to me. Oh, you like a hard to get. I love hard to get. My no. most attractive feature you can have is to not be interested in me. <gasps> I it's am worst. the absolute opposite. Oh, good for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Margaret Cho has a good skit about it that made me feel funny. Uh, that, that, uh, always, I always found funny. She was like, you know, I, I, that I like people. Because she was talking about her sexuality and how, you know, it's expanded. She was like, I like people who like me i'm not bi i'm i (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good way to put it i wish i could relate yeah that's my let's i and in fact it's a it's so on my side it's a can be a problem because it's tied to sort of ego and self-esteem where it's like oh this person likes me this person like makes me feel good so it makes me not think about who they are who they are sure right sure so um i'm definitely not I don't think I'm this one, but the charmer. Charmers are those who seduce by making their targets the center of attention. They don't highlight their own selves, but rather their entire focus is on bringing comfort and pleasure to their vic- victims. <laughs> it says victims. Well, the people, the guy who wrote, that uh, guy, certainly guy, who wrote <laughs> this is very... Um, also, that sounds like the, the other one. There was the other obsessive. They avoid all sorts of... Well, th- okay, so the difference between the charmer and the rake right is the rake is apparently someone who is like is a man who chases a woman by incessantly pursuing yikes so it's whereas is the pursuit where the charmer Mm -hmm. yeah what's the real difference center of attention they watch and observe allowing their targets to open up completely 
Once they know their weakness, they use that information to give them what they want. Oh, yikes. That's so really... scary. I feel this feels very colored by this person's. Yeah. I mean, it's pseudoscience. It's not like a, I mean, right. there well, is psychology that we're, you know, about like what, what from childhood makes you think this is going to work. You know what I mean? But so, um, I don't know. This, this is, is the fun. other one that I think I might okay, be. Let's the check charismatic. It out. Oh. Charismatic seducers are inherently exciting because they come across as self-sufficient and self-driven. Mm. They represent the kind of personality that most people want to see themselves as. They might be uh, great orators, public figures, leaders, people who might look towards them to alleviate their sufferings or to save them. They use their own powerful personalities and their way with words to sway emotions and stir up change. Some charismatic figures are able to seduce by creating contradictions within their personalities, cruelty and kindness, power and vulnerability, etc. I think that's me. That last part is a bomb. Like yeah. that's interesting. I I mean, I see you definitely as a person who is like a leader, kind of like ready to to run the show if you need to and provide support in that way. And, and we've talked about how I attract mm-hmm. um, um, conflict from people who are threatened by my perceived security. Mm. So that's that's why this rings true to yeah, me. Yeah, I see that too. Like both of those, both of the ones that you're looking at reign um, true for like very independent people, like yeah. people who are, you know have their own things going on so they don't need to worry about others as much and then there's the last one is the star has a glamorous and dramatic presence they present themselves as objects of fascination (laughs) stars seduce the subconscious mind by appealing to human fascination with the strange and the mythical they create a larger than life persona and then contrast it with playing up human qualities which make them amenable again to the targets oh wow that sounds kind of like siren as well but does performancey well, the I think the siren is is like, like Vision. I'm figuring out what will draw you near and being that for you. Yeah. And the star is I am it's the most me. interesting thing. Okay. Like it doesn't care about what you yeah. what you find. It's just I, I am just fascinating. I see. I see. I see. That's that's a level of of ego and self confidence that I I don't. No, I think I've like while you're reading all of those, certain people came to mind. Uh, <laughs> not that I would ever put anyone on blast, but like yeah. it, those are. I mean. Obviously, whoever wrote that had people in mind. Well, know? and that person definitely had judgment about which ones are good and which ones are bad. True, they, there or, was, and that may not be the person who who like the the green who originally wrote it. It mm-hmm. might be whoever wrote this Wikipedia page to put their own um, spin on the ball. True. I, I, I would assume that none of these are supposed to be good or bad. They're just supposed to be. Mine felt so flattering, right? They which were makes so me nice think to the to the natural. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. That definitely, it's like, at least on the page, it's that obvious. I'm hopefully, I, other people probably come across that. Um, and I hope everyone notices that it seems kind of like, okay, for one thing, it's just for fun and it's like pseudoscience, but also that it's, it's sure. written by someone who has opinions. And, and you know what we've, because we, I've picked a fight before with astrology. <laughs> like the difference is like finding, finding those, that, appeals to me more because it's sort of like oh people do have different styles for how they attract people and how they seduce people so like sort of taking you know a life full of anecdotes and then categorizing them into you know like like buckets Mm -hmm. and putting you know a a map around it yeah that feels grounded in at least some sort of evidence <laughs> right. whereas like well because jupiter was in the 7th house that means that uh, my eyebrow itches but that's not <laughs> it yeah yeah and, uh, i feel yeah um yeah i i do you look at that kind of stuff like when people put in their 
profile. Well, you don't do profiles, but like if, if it comes up in conversation, like, well, mm-hmm. I'm an ENT. Yes. J. I'm a level stuff. seven Hufflepuff. Right. Like, right. Right. Oh my God. I have fun with all of that stuff. Like I think it's fun to. How much does it, matter. how much does it sway you? Is there anything that you'll see that'll be like, oh, well, I, I wouldn't want to date you or. Yeah. I mean, some people base their personality off of like the test that they took. Like, oh, I've now found a vocabulary that kind of right. feels validating or like, you know, representative of me. And so it's how I'm going to lead with everyone that I introduce myself mm-hmm. to. And that's a little um, worrisome because I don't know. I don't want. It's it, I mean, kudos to everyone that finds a vocabulary to talk about themselves and feel right. introspective. But it's uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes when it's all that is their personality, I wonder how much of it has been um, absorbed now that they have something to say. But is there anything in those vocabularies that that if someone were to say to you, you would be like, oh, well, I don't get along with this type of person. Like, I know you're not like that with inter- cause some people are like, I can't date a Capricorn. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Right. But like, do you have anything like, oh, if they say extroverted, like or introverted or is there is there one of those things that like it's just like a no go for you or a oh, I'm always looking for an ex. Is there um, anything like that? Not really. I'm I uh, because I like different flavors of people for sure like i like bonding with extroverts and introverts introspective people people that are more outside their body and kind of active or whatever like yeah. i like uh i like i don't know i need the smorgasbord so i think i don't think i have any hard lines for that for me and it's not how you know we had our guests brandon selena talked about how we won't date an actor oh at right all. yeah it's not so when i say when i'm about to say i'm mean, going to use the word performer or performative mm. um it doesn't mean profession it means the only thing for me, if and there's not really a word for it, but you can sense it in a profile right away that it's just an. It doesn't matter what you look like, what you. It's all just a note because I know it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Is I don't want someone. I don't want to be a partner. I will be a friend to someone, but I don't want to be a partner with someone who is probably like the star oh, who's yeah. always trying who's like center of attention. I'm fascinating. I have this, you know, this this grandiose personality. And the re and I'll, let me let me be clear on why that is. For me, I have a habit of balancing a room. I will always take on the energy that complements the other person's energy, mm-hmm. and I like myself best when I feel like I'm a bit of. A presenter or a host or a like I feel when I when I'm feeling like like on set when I feel like gregarious and just like kind of that's me as my best self yeah and I can't be that I it would be hard for me to be that with someone else because it that person makes me want to take a back seat oh, and just yeah. be like quiet and like I had a friend I think we talked about this on the podcast but I had a friend who was just very, I mean she was just like always talking and very very loud and very this and crazy stories and this and that and I always yeah. found myself around her I was just like dull and nothing because it's like i don't want to i don't want to fight for the i don't want to battle this yeah and i feel like if we're both being this like it's too much for everyone around us yeah yeah so i will always take the counter and because i want to be i like myself better when i'm a bit you know more fun yeah um i need to be with someone who's a little more like a little more inner life yeah that's a very astute observation i will say i was expecting Sorry, Jack, but I was expecting it to be kind of like uh, the more vanity thing. Like if someone's performing, like how kind of exhausting. Well, that's how I used to think of it. And then I dug a little deeper and 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 tried to figure out what it really is. That's so cool. 
I just recently had this conversation about like, you know, those gays, those people who are standoffish or, you know, definitely are putting up defense mechanisms and are usually like super pretty or whatever. And just like the people that are easily labeled as bitchy and like, you know, um, that kind of whenever people present that, like, what does it make you feel or whatever? And I uh, realized, of course, there's like the initial reaction of like, oof, you're probably, you know, working on stuff. Or you're not, you know, available to even mm-hmm. talking to me. But it does make me curious. Like I found myself uh, interested, not in like a, it doesn't give me a, a qualm if they don't like me or whatever. I'm not like interested in a way that puts my validation on the line. But I'm so curious about people genuinely that whenever someone does come in with a bunch of uh, defense mechanisms or is super like cold or whatever, I want to unpack that. And that's like a selfish desire for sure. But I think those people are intriguing sometimes, even though they think they're intriguing, which it's it's awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I think they don't. I think I find them intriguing for different reasons that they think that they're intriguing. But sh- oh, sure. Yeah. You know, I was just, this is not well-formed because I literally just thought about it as Mm -hmm. you were talking. But, like, I wonder if that personality, we all know, I think we all know who we're talking about. Like, the really pretty person, just a very attractive person who just has this, like, fuck-off or bitchiness or cattiness. Mm -hmm. I wonder if, if you are that attractive and you've lived your entire life with every fucking creep coming up to oh, you constantly yes. or like trying to get something from you or trying to whatever, mm-hmm. if you just developed, like you've had to develop this sort of like buffer system yeah. to keep people from annoying the fuck out of you. Because yeah. I mean, you just, you see the freedom that people take just with people on Instagram yeah. and shit of just like, why did you think you could come up and say this to me? Right. Like I don't immediately assume that it's a defense mechanism because mm. like of some trauma or like some kind of like, you know, damage. I, I think it's also like valid to kind of like need to protect yourself. Yeah. And that's what, because I don't know, I feel like everyone can relate to being in a bad mood and then having to be cold and not available to someone. Right. And some people just do that all the time and they often are, you know, attractive or, you know, in this story at least. And I think that's a real thing, Hmm. which gives me compassion for it, but it's not like an excuse. Like, don't be a bad person, but protect yourself. Maybe you don't have the appetite to, no one's entitled to your time either. So like, you know, but just, I, I guess there's like a, sometimes a wrong way and a right way to do that, but I get it, I think. Well, I think the right thing for us to do right now is take a short break and come back and talk to a special guest. Yeah. I've got brand new toys. So I went down to my package room the other day, and it turns out that uh, Satisfyer sent me a brand new box of, I mean, multiple new toys. It's part of their um, uh, uh, anal extension which is a, 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 some coursework that I attempted to take at the new school, uh, and they blocked my email. Um, anal August? I don't know. I don't know when you're going to be hearing these ads, but I'm recording it in August. To me, every, every month of the year is anal. Anyway, I should promote these products. So the one I want to talk about today is the Twirling Joy. Um, it is described as a tip vibrator, and the best way I can describe it is it kind of looks like a, like an E.T. finger, you know? I'll be in here is what I tried to make my Dom say when he used it on me and he refused. Um, it's it Basically, I used it to sort of um, stimulate sort of the outside area and then just inside before uh, we got down to business. And it was really hot. 
it was actually really hot to have someone else use it on me. Um, and, and I know that by comparison because I started using it and then I handed it off to him and it was much better when he was in control of it. But those are issues between me and my therapist. Um, so get yourself, um, you can get yourself a twirling joy today with 30% off by using discount code DAT30 at checkout. That's dying alone together 30, DAT at checkout, satisfier.com, S A T I S F Y E R.com. And, um, if you do get the twirling joy and uh, twirling enjoy it, uh, please uh, reach out to us on our Instagram at, at Dying Alone Podcast and let me know how much it made you want to phone home. Welcome back, everyone. We, for our third segment today, are going to play another uh, Pimp You Out game where we take Ooh. a friend, fan, follower, colleague, uh, and we review their social media, review their dating profiles, and we we sell them to you as uh, a potential uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, they friend, fuck toy, whatever you want, whatever they want, whatever any of us wants. Yeah. So uh, today we are joined by uh, a fan of, uh, I think, of history specifically, but of Necessary Outlet Productions, who I've had the pleasure to get to know through Instagram for the last year plus uh please welcome uh fellow creative brennan malone (laughs) (laughs) so brennan let's introduce you properly to uh to our subscribers so uh talk to us a little bit let's give us your your age where you live um uh what you're looking for a little bit about your journey Awesome. Uh, Hi, my name is Brennan uh, Malone. I am 26 years old. I live in Philadelphia. And um, I am a creative in that I act, I sing, I dance, um, I move. I also, I'm currently I'm working as a teacher in a preschool. So yeah, it's going great. I'm looking, what am I looking for? I'm looking just for someone who's going to Who's gonna treat me right? Who's gonna give me the time that I deserve? I am tired of kissing frogs and having them turn into people who don't give a shit about me. So that's all. <laughs> What's worse than a frog? Like if you kiss so um, the, the fables, you kiss a frog and it turns to a prince. So in his situation, he's kissing frogs and he's turning kissing into kissing t- uh, toads and getting uh, warts. Isn't that like another? Oh, thing? that's another one. Yeah, yeah. kissing yeah. toads and getting warts. Right, right. I was going to say he's kissing frogs and they're turning into members of the Federalist Society. Well, that's all I had. Um, So, (laughs) um, Brennan, what, so you're you're looking for your prince, you're looking for somebody who's not going to waste your time and treat you right. Are you interested in getting into like a long-term relationship? Are you interested in having a hot boy summer? Like what's your, what's your current temperature? Right now, since we are popping out of this pan, this Panera bread, um, uh, <laughs> I'm looking for a hot boy summer. Um, <laughs> if that, if that, a hot boy summer that has the potential of going into like a long term thing. Like, I'm yes. looking for like a hot boy summer into like a a Christian boy uh, fall into a cuddle fuck buddy uh, winter. So oh, man, we've got an arc. We've got a whole. I'm no. looking for a man of all seas. I'm looking for a person of all seas. <laughs> <laughs> So right now, leading into the summer, I'm looking for a hot boy summer. That's awesome. Right. So you want the courting and the 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 fun stages, the the pre-lockdown, and I use lockdown not in the sense of our recent pandemic, but the pre-lockdown of a relationship. You want that to exist during the summer, and then as the leaves fall and and summer turns to fall, you, you that's that's the point where you have the conversation and and you kind of you, you get together. 
That's optimal timing for you. Optimal timing. (laughs) All right. Because I don't have time to be to be going all in the fall at least. I don't have time to be like moving about and like chopping from one. Hopping from yeah. one frog to another, from one lily pad to another. <laughs> so you've sent us a few excerpts from your social media, from your app presence. We see a scruff. We see a, is it, yeah, that's a Tinder. Um, I think we see a hinge. And Instagram. we see your Instagram. So uh, no grinder. Does that mean it's scruffy boys only? It. I, I don't get I I'm on Grinder, but I just don't get on there enough to like actually care. <laughs> right. right. Well, we've talked with a lot of people about the fact that the Grinder has really become, like, it, it, there's not it, it, at least for the people that we talk to and for me specifically, not a lot of activity, a lot of robots, a lot of fake profiles, a lot of closeted guys. It's like, yeah, it's really turned. Yeah, it's really it. It feels like that gay club that has turned a little too straight. I guess. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Grinders now only gay on Tuesday nights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every other night is someone's bot or someone's like, like special right. for the straight straight girls. Wow. What has your experience been like on the the apps? Be they the the scruffs or the tinders? The, on the scruffs, I actually I've actually had some fun dates on scruff, which is surprising. Uh, I was hmm. like, I got on there. I was like, you know. I got, when did I get it? I got it like 20, I got it when I was like 20 years old and I had come back from college and I was like, this is so much fun. I'm like, I, and I went on a few dates and none of them turned out to be anything, but, um, yeah. uh, they've been great. Everyone's been really awesome on there. Um, now lately I haven't just, I just haven't been getting any hits. Um, yeah. there. uh, I'm like, am I just not too scruffy? I'm not scruffy. Maybe I'm not scruffy enough. Like, <laughs> well, it's for scruffy guys and their admirers. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah, or, and I'm an admirer of the scruffy. I'm a admirer of like of, of body hair. I I have some, and I would like someone with some as well. Like I I'm an equal opportunity person. Yeah, and random and curious question. I realized the other day that I used to like maintain friendships with some people that I had from scruff back in the day, and then I looked up and realized like, oh, all of the friends that I continue to hang out with, I guess especially because circles got smaller during the pandemic, none of them were the scruff boys, which. I don't know if that means something or if it's just kind of like by my luck finding other people or whatever, but did, do you have anyone that you're, did you keep any friendships or anything from, from your journey? I did. I have, I have, um, I have like two, I have one who's like real, a good friend, but that's because we also recent, recently met on, um, Scruff. And so, but we're still really good friends. We still go out for coffee. Um, someone who's in my bubble, it just turned out it didn't work when we were dating and then back uh, a few years ago, I had this really good friend. Like we're still Instagram pals, but like um, that's about it. But we were we were seeing each other a lot through the summer. And then yeah. again, because the world was changing, um, and I was moved, I was always in motion. Um, we just dropped off and did not become as close. We, did we not? We didn't stay friends as much. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. And uh, if you could describe your type, be it uh, from the physical side of things or from just like what they're into, their relationships with their friends, with their family, like if you could describe your your perfect type, how would you describe them? That's a hard one because uh, physical type, I don't, I, I don't even know because they always vary. They always yeah. vary between different people. But I usually date. I I usually find myself dating like non not people who are not completely artists like i call them art adjacent 
because they they like they they have their like nine to five that's like I'm an engineer I work in like corporate medicine I do I do these other things but I'm also like hey I also draw I also like mm. am big and big into visual art I'm very big into like dancing so I I really like vibe with those people I I don't know why though it's it's just always happened the the string of men that I have dated have always been like these art adjacent guys and I'm really into that I I'm leaning into that as, as I get older. Um, in terms of, it's, it's a little toxic, uh, I date, I tend to date and get guys who, people who are, like, um, independent on their own so that we can separate, go about our own ways, and then can still come back and enjoy each other's time. That's, that's ideal for me. Yeah. I don't think that's toxic or anything. That sounds actually... That sounds exactly what I'm looking for. Right, yeah, like, I... But then it turns into this thing where it's like... Oh, um, I really like you, but they become emotionally, they become available in some way. Hmm. Like they, they, they become so independent that they don't like to, you know, text back or like call Hmm. or like, you know, things like that. And I, and I've, as I've gone through this pandemic, I'm like, you know, texting doesn't really matter that much anymore, but like, it would be great to hear from you. Yeah. It's hard to be on the same exact wave of like need like do we both need attention or do we know both need to pay attention to our own things separately it's never i mean it not never but it's it's uh i don't know it feels elusive to find that completely mutual for a, a really long time yeah 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 i like... i know from my point of view if i if i'm not messaging you a bunch like if i'm not like constantly reaching out or you know asking good morning or how's your day or this and that between seeing on my side, I know it just means I'm not, I'm, I'm not that interested. Mm. And I think, and so I just assume the other person's the same. I just like, when they're just not doing that, I'm just like, look, this person either thinks I'm attractive or has fun when we hang out or thinks I'm funny, but like, they're not taking me seriously. So I'm not taking it seriously. (sighs) That's the hardest part about all this communication online, because it's just like, you're just going to take whatever evidence you have and interpret it entirely. But the story could be so different, but you know, we have to do our best. All right, so I think it's time we we surf through. Um, JJ, where do we want to start? Do we want to start purely social? Do we want to go hookup app? Do we want to go um, his dating app presence? Let's do um, like a hookup app and then move into like the more um, great like Instagram moment, like kind of go in that arc. So the things that are so I've got uh, the scruff profile. So the things that stand up out to me are one, no name. Oh, just B. Just says B. Is that a conscious decision to to not have your name out there, or or is it just a? I I really love the nickname. People, my my friends call me B, um, hmm. and I really I I guess like when I try to go into those into the apps, I'm like, okay, like I want people to know that like I'm a very down to earth guy. You can call me. You can call me B. You can call me Brennan. Like whatever you want. I feel like I should put that somewhere though. <laughs> uh, he, him, they, them. Uh, you're. Are you okay re- me reading anything that's on here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, sexual preference and safety practices, versatile and condoms. What I do normally, I put on costumes and pretend I'm someone and pretend I'm someone else. But now I'm just pretending to be a teacher. <laughs> What I'm looking for, something, someone reliable, I guess, not a relationship per se. Mm-hmm. So. It's been a while since I've updated that. I mean, you know, that happened to me too. We went through mine and I was like, oh, oh, I wrote this when I was angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so the what I'm looking for to me, well, JJ, what, what sticks out to you? Uh, I like 
I'm honestly what I'm looking for the someone something reliable I guess not a relationship per se I kind of um getting the vibe that it's not too rigid like someone who's on the hunt for something so specific makes me feel at ease when I read something like that like you know I don't know no pressure to fulfill any demand it's not going to be this thing where we're on a date checking boxes and examining each other like a science project I kind of like it being loose I I respond to that personally I respond to that sentiment. Yeah. I can see someone reading this and getting, oh, bitter. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No. It, I, I, I'm, listen, this podcast, I, you guys can't see it, but Tell we can me. see Brennan on video, yeah. and I just watched him viscerally react. Yeah, the jaw dropped. <laughs> Tell me about it, though, Jack. Why Brennan has left the chat. Um, so uh, what I'm when you, like when I read it, the inside, like my inside voice reads it like this. Okay. Something, someone reliable, I guess. Not a relationship per se. Like, it just, it reads to me like, like, the I guess makes the reliable very like, like, I mean, I mean, it'd be nice if one of you were reliable. Right, can I do mine too? Yep, yep. This is my reading of it. Something, someone reliable, I guess. Not a relationship per se. Like it's right. so, and it, right. that is projection of us. Uh, well, I it is, we've totally projected our individual yeah. personalities <laughs> onto your profile. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't even remember like what the state of mind is because I I do flip from bitter to like hopeful. Um, so I'm always <laughs> I'm always on some sort of that spectrum, but usually like leaning to one or the other. And it could have been it could have been when I wrote that I'm like you know I'm sick of these scrubs, tired <laughs> of them. I just want someone reliable. I need it right now. But if you can't kick dust, keep walking. Or I, then other times I'm like, I could have been like, you know, I just want something chill. I want someone, I want someone mm-hmm. to like hang out with. I like nothing too, nothing like too stressful, but definitely mm-hmm. those, both, those both worlds. So if I were editing this to get that across, because I think the person, I think the person that it could possibly turn off is the person who is like, looking for a relationship. Like, that person's going to be like, oh, this guy's maybe not that serious. He's just kind of, like, looking around but or whatever. But here's the other thing. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. The other thing about it, too, is uh, the because it's your profile's not going to just be that blurb. It's going to have, like, your photo and everything. And I think if you can, like, have a presentation that is very cool and fun, uh, the rest of your profile will read that way. But I don't know. Do we have your profile picture from Scruff? Maybe not. Uh, what I would do to get that sentiment across, because I think the, the person who was, like, surfing for who is just like open for a relationship like that's what they want from this would see that and maybe think that like it wasn't possible with you because you know that i would the way that i put that across is i would say what i'm looking for connections from a great friend to the love of my life oh and that just says i'm open to everything but it has no judge there's like no i couldn't read any judgment into that (laughs) right Um, what I do... Oh, Oh, there's a picture. Ooh. That's like a not... I don't think that looks like an uptight photo. Uh, That bandana, call me by your name. Brendan's got such a... (laughs) (laughs) Brendan's got such a cute pose in his photo. He's like, kind of like, it's playful. I think having a playful photo and uh, the rest of your profile is going to read more playful because of that, I believe. It's like a photo. If we get Brendan's permission, we'll post on the Instagram when this episode airs. But my, my, my thought was, this is the inside cover to a mint condition cd oh <laughs> you're like a member it's like a member of mint or like um, what's a uh, cd no, I'm right uh, i'm talking to two 26 year olds who, kn- who neither know mint condition <laughs> nor 
uh, uh, Mint Condition was the um, boy band slash R&B group that Bobby Brown came out of. Okay, I know that name. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, what I do that normally I put on costumes to pretend I'm someone else, but I'm just pretending to be a teacher. That also playful. I love it because that just that just like. Personality, personality, personality. Yeah, for sure. I'm immediately drawn to that. Also, teachers are so attractive. <laughs> like, that's oh, yeah. such a plus. Anytime I see that on a profile, not that I do see profiles, but yeah. I I don't know. That's just uh, good information. Well, we were talking about uh, role plays recently, and that's like my favorite fucking one. I can agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the only place where I can believably say, I've never done this before. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I'll try. Oh, my God. Let's move on. <laughs> no, I said, I'll try anything. Yeah. Um, so we are now on Tinder. Cool. Um, Brennan, 26, queer, lives in Philadelphia. <laughs> You're, I love, see, it's the personality. Mm-hmm. Freelance theater human, question mark? Oh, question mark. Love it. <laughs> love it. No notes. Yeah, that was great. No notes. All your pictures are super cute. Yeah, it's all fun, really well lit. Like, just not, like, I don't know. Some people have trouble posting photos, but these are all really cool personality photos. Not a photos. sunglass in sight, mm-hmm. not a hat in sight. Mm-hmm. It is very clear which one you are if it's a group photo. Yeah, it's not, like, too posy. <laughs> it's actually at events or, like, during, like, things. It's not just pose, like, oh, let me do a shoot for, for this or whatever. It's, no like, no nature pictures. Mm-hmm. No pictures of you full body with a camera that's 400 feet away. Right. Yeah, doing great. Favorite Disney movie, Hercules, or you mean Huncules? Yes. Again, personality. Great. Also, some of the best Disney music is in Hercules. Anyway, I love the um, Meg's song. Of course. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just listen- I bought the soundtrack for that song, listened to it on loop, and then I saw they did a they did a performance of it, the Shakespeare in the Park, their non Shakespeare one. They did a Hercules musical uh, live. Honey Aladdin. Oh my goodness. That's pretty good. Um, okay, so we're now on Hinge. That's Hinge. So another cute picture. My most irrational fear, getting my hand caught in the garbage disposal. Can I say that's hilarious with the juxtaposition of like the very kind of like artsy photo, the black and white, like looking off in the distance with that quote is really funny. All right, so this is the main photo. We had a question about this. Mm-hmm. It looks like you have, like you got something on your hands. Mm-hmm. It looks quite... Fecal? What is it? <laughs> I wouldn't say fecal. Um, so back, uh, oh God, this was, oh, that's an old one too. I haven't updated that one. That's um, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and uh, mm-hmm. I went to try to climb a pole um, because that's what you do in Philadelphia. <laughs> um, when someone <laughs> wins, you try to climb a pole and the poles were like greased in like uh, some sort of like oil. So it's just like my hands are like covered in it. And it was like, this is the happiest moment of my life, even though I don't watch sports. Ah, that's so funny. <laughs> Got it. Um, uh, 26, 510, freelance artist and teacher, says this college. Do you okay. ever get comments about it? Does anyone like, what's on your hands? Does everyone say that or has it been? Uh, I've only gotten like three, uh, ask, like what, like what's happening. But since a lot of people like, um, since a lot of people know, like a lot of people take a, like actually really guess pretty quickly as what, like what I'm doing and what's happening. Um, well, I guess if you're in Philadelphia, Philly you people might know. know. That's funny. It's, yeah. it's also, I like the mystery of it. I'm like, what is this story happening? I just thought he just came uh, came back from uh, uh, Folsom fisting at the Eagle. Ah, ah! I was like, oh, he just had a movie date and ate a bunch of popcorn. That's Again, all. <laughs> again, the contrast on how our brains project. 
Um, my biggest date fail. I went on five dates with a guy who wanted me to join his pyramid scheme. I found out on the second date. More details, please. Um, so he was really cute. Uh, his name was Thomas, and I really liked him. Uh, and but the second date, I found out. I had the inkling. Okay, I had the inkling that he was trying to sell me on something. He showed me the website. He invited his he invited his friend to the third date, and I just kept going. I was like, you know what? Maybe this will turn into something. And hmm. then by the fifth day, he was like, "Are you going to go to Atlantic City and do this seminar?" And I was like, "Oh hell no, I'm not." Oh. Going to but I knew I I knew in the back of my brain that like he's it's a pyramid scheme and I should have gotten out, out as soon as I figured that out. But I was just it was a dark time and I just needed some hope in my life. That's right. Oh just exercising trust because you want to believe something cool could happen. I want to believe it so bad. Yeah, I feel you. Fastest way to get on Leo Remini's podcast. <laughs> But but also like I love that it's like you found out on the second date, but you've already admitted there were five. So it's just like please. <laughs> so again, no notes. Uh, and then the final, we see the Instagram um, cute picture and remember those awkward years that everyone went through. I'm still in mine. That made me laugh very uh, heartily when I first read that too earlier today. So final takeaways for me on our full presentation here is you. You're, you do really well in displaying your personality. I feel like I get a good sense of who you are and that you're funny and that you're quippy and you're smart. Um, it seems very light and jovial. Um, yeah. yeah, I just, I, I read your personality very clearly through all of it. My only note, and your pictures are great. So I guess my only note is just that the the for me the one line about what you're looking for could possibly be read as sort of like oh he's he's <laughs> jaded or or you know and that might turn off the exact person you want which is someone who's like very enthused to be in a relationship yeah. it's the only thing that, that contradicts your personality i think yeah everything else seems super confident and then saying i guess in a sentence maybe kind of derails a little bit of that confidence but yeah. um you know i don't know i say that all the time too <laughs> so JJ, um, um, why don't you leave us with a pitch to our subscribers for those who might be interested in Brennan? All right, everyone. So Brennan is a 26-year-old man who is is uh, excited to have fun, to go out and uh, do things, to climb poles whenever sport things happen, to uh, be with friends in the sunlight and have a good time and smile and have a playful attitude. So if you're looking for someone who's playful and in looking for like a hot boy summer, but also kind of has like the reserve to kind of get grounded later on, this is your guy. Like that's kind of a full package deal, though. Like it's, I mean, who doesn't? want cuffing season to go like cuffing season and a hot boy summer to be fun like you need to have both it's a balance and brennan's got the appetite for it so if you've got the appetite for it you know exactly where to go yeah and on top of it add handsome face and great body Woo! like he's got it all mm -hmm. already brennan where can people find you if they uh, are sold by our pitch they can really get in touch with me at uh my instagram uh brennan savon b-r-e-n-n-e-n-s-a-v-o-n and how many dick pics are appropriate for them to drop in your DMs? At the start, uh, none. Uh, well, <laughs> now, wait, for the right size, maybe. <laughs> but, like, you know, maybe not start out with that. Maybe, like, uh, start with a quip. Start with, like, your favorite movie quote or start with, like, your favorite song. Oh, if you, if you get me on talking about music... I got you. We can we can already start vibing. Nice. Already quips first, playlist second, dicks third. Woo. Thank you, Brennan Malone, for joining us. And we'll be back after this break to either leave you with some love and light or pick a fight.
All right, and we're back for Love and Light or Pick a Fight. And I don't have one ready, so you got to go first while I think of <laughs> what I'm going to... I'll probably just bounce off of what you're doing. Sure, I'll stall for you. Um, I'm going to Love and Light this time. And I am going... Well, I'm, I'm going to Love and Light Kissing Strangers because it's so relevant to me kind of now-ish. And I have seen you. <laughs> the one time we went out socially, <laughs> make out with an entire bar. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, um, that your that story exists, and um, I've made out at that bar. There, I've got a couple stories of of that bar just kind of being the spot for that, really. But we've I, we probably mentioned it in other episodes how we're right now recording um, all of these in a batch together, and we're going to release them later. So the timelines won't be uh, you know it's not current current, but we're right now in a point where. Uh, People are vaccinated and meeting strangers, and I'm putting new people's phone numbers into my phone for the first time in a very long time, and uh, you know, kissing boys, and it's, um, and it also just another cute story about it is I, I went to uh, a birthday and I met a bunch of people, and this one person came in and did the thing where they like kind of went for a hug and almost went for a handshake whenever I met them. And we both looked at each other and we're like, I, I'm ready. If you're ready, I'm ready too. Okay, cool. And then we hugged each other on our first meeting and just like laughed and hugged each other for like two minutes. And it was, I don't know. I live for that stuff. I just am very, I celebrate any type of moment where I get to, you know, just love on somebody and it's, ugh, I'm such a sap and I love it. Well, uh, see, how do you, how do you, See, I need to meet more people and I want to meet them outside of the app, but like, mm -hmm. how do I meet them by going to an event that I won't want to go to with them in the future? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? We, like a, we met at this big social gathering and this and that. So yeah. we, this is what we, no, no, no that's not a, what we this do. This was a fluke. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was here to meet someone and bring them back to the cave. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I get lucky sometimes. I just meet a cool one that we don't have to do this whatever event again, but yeah. So I am going to love and light uh, uh, my dog. Oh, he's what I. He's always in the back pocket of, of if I don't have a love and light. Uh, that it's like well, you can always love and light Maxi. So, mm. I was never a dog person ever. I was. We were had cats growing up. I was nervous around dogs. I was never someone who went up to dogs like on the street like oh let me see your dog like no. And I always used to say like what was my funny line? It was like. If I wanted someone to hump my leg and lick my face, I get a boyfriend. <laughs> That's funny. Like, that was my 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 line, and I remember a friend once being like, "Ew, you don't like dogs? Like, what's wrong with you?" And it's funny because at the time I was like, "Oh, go fuck yourself." But right. now now that's what I think. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I I dated somebody who while we were together always wanted a dog, and I convinced him to go get that dog because you just talk about it all the time. So he rescued a dog. And then he would go, and I, I had a, I had a complicated relationship with the dog because he, he had a lot of medical issues. He was, I loved him very much, but he had a lot of medical issues. He was very, he was not trained, and he was very, um, he would jump up in bed in the middle of the night, and he would wake me up like at five in the morning by just licking my arm, and he was just, it was just like I can never sleep in this apartment if yeah. this dog is here. And then he would, uh, the boyfriend would go away on work trips and I would watch the dog and we kind of privately bonded on our own. Hmm. And then I was like, oh no, I think I want a dog. Aww. So I went, I didn't tell him, I didn't tell anybody. I, I um, 
put in an application for Max, who was up at uh, the same the same uh, rescue. And one morning we woke up. I was like, what are you doing today? He's like, no, no, no. I was like, oh, well, we're going up to Poughkeepsie and I'm getting a dog. Oh. I was like, what? And I was like, so get in the car, bring, the, bring your dog. And we went up and picked up Max. And uh, we had a hard time in the beginning because he, he ended up getting very sick very quickly. He almost died. Mm. Um, a doctor tried to tell me to put him down. Um, he couldn't walk. He would do, everyone thought it was a brain thing. It turned out being vertigo from a bad ear infection. And then he had a series of bad ear infections and it just took a while to get him. But now, I mean, I don't even take trips where I can't take him. Like he's my little guy. Like he's been with me now for four years and hopefully another four to 10. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. So love and light to, to my best friend, Max. Love that. All right, everybody. Um, that's it for Dying Alone Together today. We will be back at you next week with a new episode. If you would like to keep hearing us, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you're listening to us right now. Um, give us a five-star review. Give us a, a like. Give us a comment, something to help other people find the podcast. Um, if you would like to see uh, specific stuff on the show, if you want to see us respond to comments, if you want to, to talk about your story or to even book you as a guest, you can drop into our DMs on Instagram at at Dying Alone Podcast. You can also find me at Jack Tracy Official. And me at JJ Bozeman. Dying Alone Together is brought to you by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more from Necessary Outlet on the website www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the Necessary Outlet YouTube page and don't forget to like and subscribe. Mm-hmm.